Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Tate. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC flyweight. Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? I'm amazing. Radio. Welcome to It's Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law. Joining me this week, Lavender Gooms. Two weeks here makes a streak. Uh, How's it going, Bob? Welcome, guys. And we've got a couple good days this week, Bobby. All right. I I feel I should address the lack of uh, uh, joining me as always. He's not not here. Crazy. Yeah. DJ Mark feeling a bit under the weather. Uh... Don't worry, not the Rona, just a little sick. So he should be back next week. Um, and next week's show, Mike, host. We have a special guest next. Special special guest host next week, right? I mean, well, not really a special guest host because that makes it seem as if an outsider will be doing the guest hosting. But I will be doing my once every two year hosting duties. It seems that's right. Uh, next week's show is going to be Lavender Gooms and DJ Mark. Assuming Lavender, uh, DJ Mark is still sick in a week. If it is, in that case, at that point, Lavender Gooms is going to do some deaf poetry jam shit here. Is what's going to happen? That's- if if he's still sick, then that means I have to channel my inner Colin Cowherd and just host a show by myself. You just get more and more like uh, like the takes get hotter and you get more and more vaguely racist as it gets going deeper into the show. At some point, it makes some disparaging remarks about Dominicans. Yeah. You say that so-and-so didn't win a fight because they didn't grow up with a father. You remember that one? Oh, yeah. John Wall remembers that one, Colin. John Wall remembers that one. <laughs> Speak, speaking of slightly racist comments towards Dominicans, I was uh, I was driving up in my old neighborhood with, in uh, Washington Heights with my girlfriend this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And I can have a bit of road rage. And nothing pisses me off more than people who double park in very narrow, uh, you know, like uh side streets Mm -hmm. and because these are my people i was just letting it fly i was saying things like they should have let these people off the goddamn island i was just so pissed because you know what i hate doing i hate driving by people who double park because i'm always afraid i'm gonna like scratch up my car hey man it's your own people you can say whatever you want that's right my uh my white girlfriend next to me was just like looking at me and say and said well you can say that so remember, my grandma had to go to immigration office, and uh, she wasn't the only like uh, Iranian there, right? And my grandma n- took the time to like she speak decent enough English and do the answers to the questions and all that stuff. And I remember some other lady was just bitching like, "What the fuck? Why don't they-? this is all not in English?" Obviously, the lady's like, "Why, why, why can't I answer in my language? Huh? Why, why, do- why don't they have to learn my language?" And allegedly, <laughs> grandma said. In Farsi, well, you dumb bitch, you're trying to join their country, aren't you? She's <laughs> <laughs> uh, take your ass back to the. She's a take your ass back if you don't again do that. <laughs> nothing is better than just hating on your own people oh, for yeah. no reason in particular either. This is what I happens, by the way, because of, I was just angry because they were inconveniencing me slightly. This while is what I was happens when we have no mark. This is what happens immediately. We just get into the plot of our own shit. <laughs> But yeah, Mike is holding the hosting the show next week. Uh, it's Persian New Year next Sunday, next Monday, uh, roughly two thirty, I think. Um, That's what you told me. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you want to know why I say roughly, it's because it's all exactly the moment where it becomes spring. So whenever it becomes vernal equinox, it's Persian New Year. So anyway. Um, Mike, so, uh, what days do we got? Well, yeah. <laughs> ooh. Well, I wanted to ask you more about Persian New Year, but I'll get into the days first. Okay. Let me, so, let me get the Wikipedia Persian New Year up then while you're doing that. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, strap it on, Bobby. And uh, here we go. So first, a happy National Good Samaritan Day. So help an old bag across the street. Happy National Canine Veterans Day. Give a dog a bone. Happy National Open Umbrella Indoors Day. It's not bad luck. Who told you that? Happy National Earmuff Day. Earmuff it, Charlie. Fuck, shake, balls, cock. 
and happy National Coconut Tort Day. You're probably wondering what's a tort. No, Bobby, not what we learned in 1L year. A tort is the German word for cake. Tort refers to both a multi-layered cake. I think people know what a tort is. Jan. What? I think people know what a tort is. I don't think most people know what a tort is. I think Bobby. enough people do that we don't think of the dictionary definition. Oh, you mean like the one I'm telling you now? Oh, go ahead. Fine. <laughs> oh, I, oh, the the actual dessert one, I had no idea what it was until I had to look it up. Really? So I just assumed everyone else did it. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the case. I don't know. Maybe I hang out with until, too many dessert-eating people. Until I clicked on the link, I thought it was some Spanish shit. I thought it was pronounced torte. You thought we were getting a sandwich? I don't know. I was like, <laughs> this is a weird sandwich with coconut in it. But yeah, it's a type of cake. Um, and then also bonus, best day of the year, yesterday. Happy National End of Daylight Savings. Yeah, we all lost that hour. Oh, we gained an hour of sunlight, Bobby. That's what's most important. Yeah, why don't we do that? It's 6.30 and that sun is still beaming. Why don't we just leave it like this? Like, just... Why, why do I have to come home in the winter at like 5 o'clock and it's already fucking dark? Well, 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 what, what the fuck? Why? Huh? Why? Who knows, man? Um, but all right. Did you really get to ask me about Persian New Year? Do I got to give you some yeah, Persian bro, New Year like, you know, like you, you were talking about earlier that there was a ton of rice dishes in it. So one thing I want to well, leave here's... for the podcast was, well, what, what's the normal food that is given during Persian so New Year? This is the problem. I don't know if what parts of Persian New Year is what everybody's doing and what parts of it are is the Rajabi family doing. You know what I'm saying? Tell, tell us what Susan's making. So I know we're going to have one meal. It's going to be the white fish. You got to have this specific white fish with rice. Okay. That's a thing. And most of the time we're like, why are we going to eat this fucking fish with all these fucking bones in it? This is not fun for everybody. Oh, okay? oh that's the worst. Um. And that's one meal for sure. And then the other one is something called uh de Polo. It's like a Persian rice dish. It also has noodles and dates and caramelized onions and um, some saffron, a little potato tatty, which is the crispy rice. And uh, you have that with some like shank, beef shank, lamb shank. I think we normally do beef shank. Again, I don't know if this is what everybody else is doing. This, that's what I'm looking forward to. I don't know if we've all just decided as a family that we all said we need to get some resh out there. But, yeah, that's there's a good, we, I'm going to be celebrating that. And this is like the big holiday in Iran. Like kids get like the whole week off and shit. This is, this is their big holiday. So when you're a kid, you go to like, uh, you go, well, first of all, you're supposed to call all the relatives, all your relatives, anybody older than you. That's like a thing. Mm. Yeah. So like my dad has an older sister. We'd call her, you know. Um, that being said, my little brother, if we don't, if we're spending it together, I'd expect a fucking phone call. I'm just saying, expect now, a phone call. Question for you. The times where you have not been in, uh, you know, the same city as your younger brother, Nikki, how many times has he called you? In yeah. He, Cause here's the thing. More often than not, he was home. All right. Cause it'd be like that time and he was home and I, I that was the case then. But yeah, you call everybody. It's mostly calling grandparents or, you know, aunts and uncles. And then you, when you're a kid, You'd go visit your relatives and friends and family, and the kids would all get money when they'd visit somewhere. You know, people cut you. Normally, you're, normally you're going to swing twenty bucks out of a trip. You know, you know. Every now and then, someone like someone really like one one dude gave me a fifty, gave me fifty bucks one times, one time. Ah, it was still, I'm still thinking about it, Mike. <laughs> right? It was like twenty five years ago, and I'm still thinking about it. Maybe longer. Like, I'm, geez, I'm old. Almost thirty years ago, probably. But yeah. Literally, still, my so, my parents literally. Also, your parents give you money, and li literally, like my parents will still give me money, and we just like me and my brother are both like, "Why are you doing this? This is not necessary." I mean, at this point, don't you guys just funnel that money to your cousin Ali's kid? Yeah, basically, that's what you would think. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm just thinking about you know family members that are younger than you guys that are like stateside. That's the only one yeah. I can think of. Yeah. Well, I got a little. I got little cousins in Iran now that I don't get to see. Working on the immigration process, so I just gotta like I'm building up the I, thing. I don't know if you want to be transferring U.S. dollars into a raw, bro. Bro, I'm trying. <laughs> okay, we're down the rabbit hole here at this point. Uh, let's talk. We're ten minutes in. Let's talk about some fights. But yeah, Persia, happy Persia New Year to all my people out there, man. Next, uh, next Monday. We well, hope you all have a 
good Noruz, if you will. Um, all right. Marab Davashvili, man. Marab went out there and decided Peter Jan does not have anywhere near the cardio I have. Shit, man. Does anybody have the cardio this guy, this guy does, Mike? 49 takedown attempts. Four, nine takedown attempts. <laughs> the guy did not stop for the entirety of that fight. He was just on go the whole time. Dude, he he landed 11 of 49 takedown defense attempts, which, I mean, props to Peter Yawn for stopping 38 fucking takedowns, right? That's a lot. He might have set a record for stopping a certain number of takedowns. Man, I, I you know what? Like last week on the show, I was telling you this before. I made the case for why Marab can win this fight, where I'm just like, he has a certain style. He's been, he's literally, he's been Aljo. He's Aljo's training, like not just training partner. That's his boy. That is his, we learned that after the fight. He won't fight Aljo. We knew that already, but he reiterated, I'm not going to fight Aljo. He's literally been studying Peter Yan for two years. And Peter Yan, I told you, makes excuses, has questionable fight IQ, quite frankly, sometimes, which is interesting for how good of a striker he is. But like, he just makes questionable decisions sometimes. And takes no responsibility when something, when the fight doesn't go his way. Like I was telling uh, one of my employees today, who's also a fight fan, or, you know, Yuri Jr., who was on the podcast. I said, has Jan made an excuse yet? Because I bet it's coming. And I just checked before the podcast, he's complaining about some sort of shit, like he should have pulled out of a fight beforehand. Like, So he he's saying he had some sort of he injury? He has something, I don't know, bad. I didn't even get halfway through it. Injury, weight cut, doesn't matter. You've showed, you showed up for the fight, man. At that point, like... You, honestly, it, that didn't look like he lost because of he was hurt. He looked because he got out. He just got outclassed because he got his eye fucked up too. He got he wasn't winning like, the stand up exchanges either. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I think part of the reason why I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. That I, let's I, go, Marab. I, I'm gonna go with Marab. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one reason why he had so much success is because of all of the the pauses that he put in in the first round. Uh. By the start, or maybe a minute into the first round, he had already landed. Well, I think about eleven really hard, um, not just leg kicks, but like, like those little ankle calf kicks. And by the first one in the in the second round, what did you start seeing? Peter Yan just started limping like a mother effer. And then what started coming right after that? Because Yan was able to stuff, I think, pretty much every takedown except for one. In the first I round, I was gonna say, yeah, I don't remember if he even got him down in the first. I'm gonna look it up now, but he stopped a I, lot of them. I, I think in the first round, I think right at the end, I believe Jan tried to take Marab down, but then he was able to turn it around and it became a, uh, a takedown for for Marab. But when his legs got compromised, you saw a marked difference in how the fight went. It went from the first round, oh, well, you know. Marab won it, but it wasn't like it was, you know, a, a, a blowout. But then after that, Marab really started taking taking control of the fight. Um, he really didn't display that much striking. It really was mostly just a wrestling clinic throughout the rest of the fight. He threw 400 strikes and attempted 49 takedowns. I was tired watching this. Um, it, it didn't feel like he threw that many strikes because... It felt like he was just trying to take him down the whole He fight. got him in that. He kept, he'd throw the left and he'd hit him and then he'd grab him. Like that was like, it was like crack him with the left, grab him, go start going for takedowns. Um, that was a, hey man, we talked about it when O'Malley won. You beat Peter Yan, you deserve a title shot. And he doesn't want one. He said that he'll fight for the title after, um, after Aljamain, because Aljamain apparently is going to, is going to fight. Um, he's going to fight Cejudo. That's official. And I think he said he's going to move up after one more after that, which I think it means Aljamain doesn't want to miss out on getting paid to fight the rainbow-haired kid, Momali, because he thinks he might get money that, out of that. That's one. risky. That that's risky by Marab. I um, know, but like, and I, you know what? He didn't get a bonus. And you tell me how he didn't get a bonus, because the only thing I heard him say on the microphone, you tell me which one cost him the bonus. Out of these three, his performance, him shouting out Ukraine after beating up a Russian, or him saying he's not he's not going to fight his teammate. That would be number three. I think it's number three. I don't think, I don't think the UFC cares about number two. Like to be honest, he's not. He's not I mean, I'm just saying that he did that. I like that he did that. Quite also, um, 
I don't, I'm not going to tell the guy what to do. Quite frankly, they should fight. They'll both make money. But, like, I get why they're not. But I don't, I'm not saying they should fight to make the UFC happy. But, like, I don't get it because of this reason. Um, if he never becomes UFC champ, right? Let's say he never gets a fight for the belt, uh-huh. right? Because let's say he gets he gets tripped up same way Peter Yan got tripped up by Sean O'Malley, um, a fight or two fights ago, yeah. right? When he's old and his knees don't work and he's you know living out the you know his retirement in Dagestan or where Georgia. He's from Dagestan. Oh, okay, Georgia. All right. Um, you see the crowd? Not- Every the Georgia only's got three point uh, five million people, and they had like fifty of the motherfuckers there. It was wild. <laughs> if his career shakes out where he doesn't even fight for the title because he gets tripped up, is he gonna think? Well, at least my boy was was champ. No, he's gonna think, man, I never got to become a UFC champ or even fight for it. Two fights at the end is a of long the day. Time. This, at, at the end of the day, this is the fight game. This is an individual sport. I mean, I don't get it. if it's if it, if he if it's I I wasn't sure if it was one or two. If it's one fight, he's well, here's the thing: he's fighting Henry in two in, a, in like a month and a half, right? So if we're saying Aljo's going to vacate this title, come like also he's just going to vacate it. We're not going to he's not going to try to go double champ this shit. Like that's another thing too. Like if he's going up anyway, let's just send him up there right after this one. Yeah. Let's go have him. Not like, not like if if if, Al, if fucking Alex wins, who the fuck's he gonna fight? And anyway, I don't know. It's a long time. I I'm I've liked it. I I'm a Marab guy. I mean, he a little bit of shine was worn off on that Aldo, Aldo fight. And you know, this one was a great great. He did a great job, man. He did what he needed to do. And I already like saw people saying, I saw like the yawn. These yawn fans are insane. They're like, all he did was hug him. And I'm like, the guy's eye didn't open. He got hit in the. He got hit two hundred times. <laughs> He did a bit more than hug him. Yeah, he beat his ass. <laughs> um. Anyway, big win for him. Um, I I kind of dug the vibe of them being in the. Uh, I think it was the Hard Rock. I think they were. The venue was very. Uh, it reminded me of like 2010 UFC. Like, when was when was the last time they were in the Hard Rock? Well, the only reason they were in the Hard Rock was because the Apex was booked by the Slapping Fucks. So. That's what that happened. But speaking of uh, speaking of the the, the the slap league, it will no longer be on TBS come season two. TBS said no. Yeah. When did that happen? That's right. I just saw that news article come across my wire maybe about an hour ago. Oh, so are we going? Are we going to go to the right wing thing? That's the question. I think so. I just saw the headline. I didn't bother to read the article because who gives a shit about slap league? Seems like when the Fertitas aren't involved, Dana White's not the most successful guy in the world. Um, interesting how that works. What a, I don't get it, man. He doesn't seem like a stupid person, and this is what he was going with. I like how the guy who was running the Nevada Athletic Commission leaves the commission and then says, I really regret uh, licensing the power slap thing. And it's like, nah, now you regret it? This, this week. Not like a week ago when you could have done something about it, huh? Okay. This is a fucking joke. Uh, co-main event, man. Speaking, by the way, of like the 2010 vibes I was getting from the arena. He sent out a fat heavyweight like Alexander Romanoff, and I was just like, yeah, there it is. 2010 UFC. <laughs> um, He looked woefully unprepared. Yep. But then again, he also got fucked by that cage grab. That is a big difference, man. He's a, he's a grappler. Like, that is what he's there to do. And like... I'm not just saying this because I fucking both lost money and picked him to win this fight. But, like, that was... Mark Smith had a bad night as a referee. There were so many cage grabs that I was just like, are we just... Is that okay today? Is that what we're doing? Like, that's... <laughs> we're just allowing these tonight? Like, what are we doing? Like, Eh, you know, refs are human, too. They have seven. off nights. <laughs> he had a lot of... He, he, he had a very off night. Um, I don't know what to even get from that fight, man. Like, a g- good for Volkov. Bad for Romanov. Like, yeah, yeah, I, think, I don't much, know what else to uh, say. I, if they think. I, I, I think that was just a good win to, to keep pace. Mm. I really don't think you got too much out of Volkov in that. You really didn't learn anything. Um, 
we were excited for this one, and then it got canceled, and then it got rebooked, and uh, for the three minutes and 40 seconds it lasted, I really enjoyed Krylov and Spawn. Ryan Sp- Span, I mean, not Spawn. That was... That, everybody thinking it was going to end in a round. We all cashed that betting slip. Um, that was... I really thought he was going to win. I was hoping he would win. And it's not that I don't like Nikita Krylov. I do like Nikita Krylov. I just feel like... I don't... He's only he's 31 years old, but he's had 40 fights. I don't think we're going to see Nikita Krylov fight for a belt. I think I'm like... I know he's won three straight now, but like I just think there's a ceiling, and we've already hit it. And Ryan Spann... Man, like he wasn't training and like he looked he's finisher and he's I don't know. I thought there was something more there. I guess there's not, you know. You can't get you could miss this benchmark. What do I mean what do you what you say? What'd you take from that fight beyond? Hey, that was pretty cool. <laughs> I really didn't take too much. Um Krylov showed a pretty good ground game and it was an entertaining three minutes on the mat. Uh Span Span had his moments where he almost synced in we almost synced in a submission or made a pretty good attempt at one. And, you know, Krylov came out on top, literally. Was it a triangle he was at his was it What was he going for? Was oh, it, he was on the bottom, actually. It was a triangle. Was it a triangle? Because that was when I was just looking at my plus 900 bet on first round fucking submission for Ryan Span. Like, oh, my God. Although, I was Span kind of, he kind of fucked him, fucked his way into that submission because they had actually disengaged and then span went in for like a super uh you know super hail the hell the hell's the word i'm looking hail for mary? hail 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 mary or hail maker hail maker is that the word hail maker? hey mary or hail hay mary maker. or hay there maker. we go okay hey maker that's what i was looking for he went for a haymaker on the ground and kind of just dropped right into the triangle but yeah. still good. Still yeah. entertaining. I still I mean I'm still here to watch. I'll watch Ryan if man fight anybody. He's achieved that. Um I mean Nikita Krylov be pretty exciting. Did you catch any of these other fights with like Said Nurmagomedov or any of those boys at all? I did not. Okay. Uh, although I did see Said lost, and when I saw he lost, like, well, there goes my parlay. And that was a really good fight. That was uh that was awesome, quite frankly. I strongly disagreed with the fight of the night because it was just two dudes who were making... A, I'm not... I, look, I don't know how to fight. I'm just going to say it. I don't know how to fight. I don't know how to grapple. But I've watched enough to know when motherfuckers don't know what they're doing. And I'm just like, the number of times this dude had a back and didn't put a body triangle and let the other guy roll. And I was like... And I was telling my girlfriend, I'm like, competitive doesn't make a fight good. Just because these guys are evenly matched doesn't make me doesn't make this fight good. Like, skills make the fights good. And I thought Martinez and Saeed Nurmagomedov was an excellent fight, actually. I really did. Um, didn't catch much of the prelims, but I did catch Mario Batista put that choke in on Guido Canetti. Kene- Guido Mario Batista is uh, is someone that we got to look at a bit. Um, that is four straight wins. Um, he wanted Cody Garbrandt, and I don't think Cody Garbrandt should say yes. Just putting that out there. <laughs> that is so not Co- a good fight for you, bro. Cody Garbrandt, if you're listening, you're probably not. Just take easy fights, bro. Give your give your brain a rest. It's you know what? More time, People, no, D, remember that last fight when yeah, Cormier? There was a two weeks ago when Cormier was giving him all this shit for fighting all safe, and I'm just like, DC, have you watched this man's fight? He needs a W. It doesn't matter how it happens here. Like, get him a, Again, a W. Garbrandt, if you're listening, mm-hmm. probably not. Don't listen to DC. Listen to your friend Michael. Yeah. Right. DC, by the way, has a pretty fun interview with Stipe on YouTube. It's it's pretty entertaining. They talk about their feud and he's like, When did you hate me? He's like, I didn't hate you. I was just very annoyed with you. And that was I don't know. I enjoyed it. Getting Stipe to talk is so difficult. It's like so difficult. He does not give a fuck. It's great. Um All right. Um so yeah, that was uh, that was it for that card in front of people, man. They they put it in front of people. We had a few thousand people at the it was the Virgin Hotel. Um, no idea how many. Um, I I can't believe they were planning on doing this fight in the Apex. I mean, a, it was your your ranked number two and three in that division, the main event, bro. This was like 
I, I think I, I'm not sure if I sent it to you. I definitely sent it to Mark. But like the UFC website, just had a giant picture of the slap fuckers. And like in the bottom right-hand corner, up next, Marab Divishvili versus Peter Yan. I'm like, yo, that was like, that was good. Like, that's a good fight. That's a, like, it's a seriously good fight. Um, some news that came out of this week. Um, Tom Aspinall's clear, man. He's back. He can fight. Very uh, nice. Yeah. A little bit, uh, would have been a little bit nice, nicer if it was a little bit sooner. If, uh, you know, he could be on this card in fucking London that's taking place. Um, besides that, I'm trying to think what else I even saw that happened. Um, Bendo got, you see Bendo just get smoked by Usman Nurmagomedov? Well, dude, I'm no. not, this wasn't a Bendo, this, was, this wasn't player. a Bendo is bad. Like, Bendo has been like he's not good he was but like he's been winning fights and like I I think I, as I was telling you or Mike Mark this I had never seen a UFC champion be a plus one thousand underdog in a fight in a like not on like you know the twilight of the career on a regional promotion like in a serious yeah. promotion in like a championship fight I had never seen that before and like Usman might be the best one man honestly he might be the best one. Like they have the lockdown on these fucking weight classes right now. This like this team, they got the 155 pound title in Bellator and UFC on lockdown. They started that tournament in um, Bellator, and the other end of the tournament, they put them on the other end of the tournament because they're hoping for the AJ McKee fight. That'd be a sick fight, and AJ knows how to grapple. But whoo, man, Usman's tough. Usman Bellator's got these. Bellator's got a couple weight classes, man. Where like. They could argue they got the best guy in the world in their weight class. Maybe not this one, because we all know how good a 155 is in the UFC. It might be Islam. Yeah. But, like, Nemkov might be the best 205er in the world. He might be better than, uh, <coughs> who's the kid who's the light heavyweight champion this week? Could, could you imagine that fight between Omegamedov and Mahachev? Like, it just never happened. We gotta, can, I, can I just see that happen at the gym? Can you show me a sparring session of those two guys? I will pay money for that. All right? I'll pay money for that. That sounds like it'd be awesome. Um, Jamal Hill. There it is. Jamal Hill. Nemkov might be better than him. You know? I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, Ryan Bader's probably not better than John Jones. Actually, we know Ryan Bader is I mean, better than John Jones. We saw remember. that. J- Jamal, well, Jamal Hill is good. Um, He was number seven. He won the title. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like just because he won against Glover. And granted, Glover was champ, sure. But that was like the third option for the light heavyweight title match. Yo, just because uh, so. just because you're the cha- just because your belt says UFC and that one says a different promotion, it doesn't mean yeah. that you're better than him. And in this case, especially when you're the light heavyweight champ. Yeah. But like fucking um what's his name? Yaroslav Amasov, the guy who's the Ukrainian cat who came back from fighting in a war to defend his title. Yeah. He might be better than Leon. He might be better than Kamaru. I don't know. You know? Is Sergio better than uh, Aljamain Sterling? Don't think so. But uh. <laughs> anyway, let's. Um, I mean, do you have a fight? Let me ask that question. Do we have a fight to induct this week? Because I sure as shit don't. <laughs> I was able to find a quick one just for mainly just because of the quirkiness of what happened in the fight. It was the fight before. Michael Bisping became the surprise middleweight champ. The Anderson Silva one? In that Anderson Silva okay. one. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, prob- well, you're probably not wondering why I picked that one. I think you can probably guess why. Mm-hmm. But in that Anderson Silva fight, I think it was between the fourth and the fifth round. Basically, right at the bell, I think Anderson either hit him with a knee or, or something. Knee. That Bisping. I think it was a knee, right? Yeah. Where Bisping was out. If it had been just a second earlier, I think if it had just been a second or two seconds well, earlier. Wasn't it also like Anderson had a couple seconds and he just backed away to like sell it? He thought he knocked him out completely because he could have hit him, I thought, too. Like, no. Wasn't if, that? If, if I remember correctly, mm. he hit him basically bang, bang, right at the bell. And then he walked away because I think he just thought, all right, it's done. But the ref came and said, no, that 
like it, it's not your fault, but that was after the bell. So, you know, he can still go. And what does what does Michael Bisping do after that? After basically getting knocked out within a minute, he's able to get back on his stool and come back out for the fifth round. And he comes back and wins a unanimous decision. If if Silva is just a second earlier, two seconds earlier with that knee, he wins that fight, and we end up never getting left hook left hook Larry a few months later at UFC 199. Um, and we don't get the surprise Michael Bisping championship run. That's Oh, uh, uh, this is on UFC Fight Night 84, February 2016. February 2016. February what, 2016? Oh, damn. I got to give you all that, too. Shit. I got it. Let me see. February 27th. Damn, it was that late. I thought it was. Uh, I thought I actually thought it was in like January 2016. I didn't know it was that late. I know so. it was. I know it was definitely in February. I just didn't remember because that was a he, that was a great he fight. Had too. A, this thing had a quick turnaround then for the rock. Oh right, he, he was, was on a replacement. Weidman. It was going to be yeah, a Weidman wasn't, rematch. Wasn't he out filming like the Marine or nah, something? No, it was Triple X. I fell asleep watching this movie. Triple X three, I think. The Return of Xander Cage. Ah, of course. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was. I forgot where I was, but I was like, I watched that movie, and I was like, this is this is not good. <laughs> it had it had Tony Jaw in it, I think, too, and that was like part of the interest for me that we got Tony Jaw in this flick, but like it just wasn't good. <laughs> Tony Jaw. Uh, you ever see Ong Bak? Ah, that dude. Yeah. So, um, Triple X: The Return of Xander Cage. He played Hawk. Yeah, that's Sam Jackson, Donnie Yen, Nina Dobrev, Ruby Rose. I'm just saying names now. I think I know most of those names. Nina Dobrev was in Degrassi and then Vampire Diaries. Everyone knows who Samuel L. Jackson is. Uh What are the other names? Uh, I think I said Donnie Yen. You know Donnie Yen. He was the blind dude in uh, Rogue One. I mean, poor guys, like, there's other stuff. By the way, I'm just saying. Yen well, is widely when is re, Yen is widely created widely credited for bringing mixed martial arts into mainstream Asian cinema by choreographing MMA in many of his films since the early 2000s. UFC champion Wong Zay. Okay, this guy's publicist wrote his Wikipedia page. It's so long. Um, okay, let's. Uh, oh, before we skip Bellator, did you see uh, Michael Bis- uh, Michael Venom Page? You see that kick? What he did? I did. He need that. He kicked that dude right in the knee, and that my my man toppled. That dude's knee tried to escape. It tried to flee. It got hit so hard. You could see the slow mo video of that knee of the patella dislocating. It was one of the most disgusting fucking things, man. I don't understand how a man who looks as spindly as Michael Venom Page can have this much power. Dude, I uh, I was, I, you know, I'm not the biggest MVP guy because I feel like I don't even think it's his fault as much as we keep booking him in these fights with like, that now he's fighting real people all the time. Like, Yamauchi's a great fighter. He did that too. But like, um, I was listening to him get interviewed on uh, Morning Combat. And I'm like, oh, this is like a decent dude, man. And he's just talking about like his approach to fighting and stuff. And I'm like, man, they really bottled this guy's whole like come up. I think. I think he's like 35 now. We just you know wasted a bunch of time. All right, uh, there's another UFC pay-per-view, bro. Somehow. Somehow, there's a third UFC pay-per-view in... uh, I think we're like in a six-week span. I think it's literally... Have we had that many already? Wait, here we go. UFC 284 was February 12th. Wow. UFC 285 was March 4th. I think six weeks. Five, six weeks. It's five weeks. It might be five. You're asking for, and are we at eighty dollars of the pay per views now? I believe so. Yeah. You're asking for a clean two forty, huh, from people in that much in the time? Oof. You better have friends. Find a way to to split this cost. Let me tell you, buddy. Though this card, you know what it means when it's in London. It means early fucking pay per view, bro. 
means an early Indeed fucking pay per view. I, you know me, man. You let me get a pot of coffee and an omelet going, man. That is that is my that is my perfect fight watching experience. All right, two p.m. Pacific time on the main card, five p.m. Eastern time on the main card. Mike, this is going to be done at eight fucking o'clock for you. All right, so beautiful. Eight o'clock, man. You could go out if you wanted to. It's like a god did. Those are that was when they used to have Fox cards. That used to be the time for us. It used to be at five p.m. main cards. It was the fucking best. Um, all right, only one title fight on this one, but still a really good main card. Um, yeah, definitely. Before we make our picks, why don't you tell us where we are in the standings? I know I, you and me. I had a terrible week. You had a not so good week. Mark had an acceptable week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we only picked three fights, so that's the thing. You, you get one fight wrong, and you know it looks really bad. But Bobby went zero and three. Got three fights Chuck wrong. and I went <laughs> one and two, uh-huh. and uh, Mark came up out on top, going two and one. So now, as of March thirteenth, myself, Mark, and Chuck are thirteen and five, and Bobby's now bringing up the rear at twelve and six. I literally in last place. Oh, it's by it's by one game though. Do I? I don't think I got to pick first anymore. That's all I'm saying. If I'm uh, no, 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 you don't. Well, here's the thing. I don't mind doing it sometimes because I actually want to try to convince you to pick the same as me in the main event because I think I can do it. I don't have a lot, but I'm gonna have a few reasons to do it. But let's get into it. This is a rematch of Leon Edwards and Kamara Usman. They're gonna do it again, brother, a third time. Uh, Leon Edwards and Kamara Usman. Leon Edwards' last loss is to Kamara Usman. It was eight years ago, or seven years, seven plus years ago. Kamara Usman's last loss is to Leon Edwards. It was nice symmetry. It was six months ago, back in August. They made these two dudes fly, f- fight in Salt Lake City. It felt like somehow we were punishing Leon Edwards and Kamara Usman. And remember, there was like nobody. There was like the card was like there was. I don't think there was a second title fight on it either. Was there? No, co-main event was like Luke Rockhold coming back after not fighting in four years against Paulo Costa. Like, this was a... They sandbagged that one. And the fight happened, and Kamara Usman won four rounds and four minutes of a fight. Well, I'm assuming... I don't remember the fifth round. I'm assuming he was winning. Yes. I don't remember. Let's say he was. For the story, it's better anyway. And Leon Edwards kicked that motherfucker right up his head. Upside his head. And Kamara Usman was asleep. And he woke up. But it turns out he really wasn't awake. Because he doesn't remember shit until he got to the ambulance. Um, Knock the fuck out. Um, Took down the number one pound for one fighter in the world. We got got, a cute. There's a cool little mini doc the UFC put together. It's like 27 minutes long. About calling it one night in Salt Lake City. We're checking out. Um, The post. The corner. uh, Pep talk they gave Leon. Before he went out, you've heard everybody's heard it at this point. Come on, Leon! The fuck's wrong with you? It's one round left. You know you got to say with that exasperation. <laughs> That's uh, that one night in Salt Lake City is uh very different than what I imagine one night in Salt Lake City, which is like a bunch of prayer and like a tall glass of warm milk. Apparently, Leon didn't know where the fuck Utah was, let alone Salt Lake <laughs> City when they booked the fight. So, um, big upset at the time. Going into this one, granted, Leon was losing. Fuck it. Leon's lost because I'm looking at the first fight. The first fight he beat him in. I want to look at the scorecards for that one. Leon Edwards. Okay, Leon Edwards took a round then. Leon Edwards has lost. Assuming, I'm assuming that was a three-round fight? Yeah, he has lost seven of the eight rounds. Not counting the one where he knocked him out in between him and Kamara Usman. What's Mark, Mark's pick? Oh, let me give you the odds. Betting odds. Uh, Leon's been hanging around a plus 200 underdog. Um, looking right now, he is plus 205 on DraftKings, plus 196 on FanDuel. Mm-hmm. Minus 250-ish for Camaro, depending on where you're looking. Uh, Mark's pick is who? Mark is picking Camaro Usman. Okay. I've said this on the podcast for months. And I'm going to not change my opinion when I get here now. I'm picking Leon Edwards. Okay? There's a couple things. There's a couple reasons I'm doing it. And I think I'm going to see if I can convince you, Mike. Okay? 
I'm assuming you're picking. You're going the other way right now. That's my assumption. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going with okay. Kamara Usman. This is what I'm going with. One, Kamara Usman is hurt. Okay, that hand thing is real. We saw him at that fight a month and a half ago with a right with a thing on his hand. Okay, he had something on his hand. Okay, that's one. Two, Kamara Usman's 35 years old. All right. I don't know. I don't know how old T Wood was when he lost the belt, but I'm going around this time. Okay. He's an excellent fighter, Kamara Usman. Okay. I'm not going to dispute that. He's a truly wonderful fighter. Another prong of this, quite frankly, just a feeling that I think Leon's going to win. That's a feeling thing. Another one, it's fights in London. Okay. Some guys rise to the occasion, some guys don't. I think this man's going to rise to the occasion in Leon. I think Leon has been pushing. Again, Leon, the promotion doesn't want Leon to be the light, the welterweight champion. We know this. How long it took. Remember when they pulled him out of the rankings for no reason? Yeah. Just for no reason? Like he couldn't fight because he was like, they were trying to get him to fight like three days before COVID happened. COVID, like before they were shutting down airports, like we need you to fly here. And he's like against two and it was against like a number like 15 guy or some shit. He's like, no. What, I got to get stuck here? There's that. And here's the other one. There have been... I think 12 or 13 times where a champion got an immediate rematch in uh, after losing the title. Okay? Three times they've been successful. That's it. Only three wow. times. Three That's times. It? Amanda Nunes against Juliana Pena. Okay? GSP? Nope. That wasn't an immediate rematch. That's oh, the thing shit, here, man. This man, right. has had, this man has had nothing. He had no. He's coming straight back. Okay, he's hurt. He was hurt at some point, at least six or seven weeks ago. He was hurt. Coming back, immediate rematch three times. Amanda over Juliana Pena. Stipe over DC. Stipe over DC. Shout out to Stipe figuring out body shots in the third round, though, right, man? Because that was not going. Remember that fight? That was not going well two rounds in. (laughs) Not going well. And the third one, Randy Couture over Vitor Belfort. Vitor Belfort won the fight on a... He threw one punch and it cut Randy's eyelid and he won a TKO. That's how he won the title. And then Randy came back and beat him like four four months later. So, I look, Leon should be the underdog. Leon probably... When I say he should be the underdog means I'm agreeing that he probably doesn't win. Okay? However, there's enough factors surrounding this fight. I think he's going to win. If I'm Kamara Usman, Mike, I'm taking this motherfucker down. I'm taking this guy down at will. Leon can wrestle. He does not wrestle as well as Kamara Usman. Kamara Usman wins those first three rounds. A part of me wonders sometimes with Usman that he doesn't wrestle as much as he used to because of the energy it takes. Maybe. Yeah. And he's big dude. Like, he's a thick dude. He's got a lot of muscle mass. And, and th- there's always... I've heard before in the past that he has really bad knees, so he actually never he can't walk. He never right? does road work. Wasn't I think he can't walk? Walk normally? He can't like run or something? He said that he can walk, but he can't. I, like- I think that was it. That he can't. He does. He can't. He doesn't do road work because of how bad his knees are. That he has to get his cardio in by like swimming and and like doing doing rounds. Yeah. I look. I again think the world of Kamara Usman. I think Kamara Usman's probably the second greatest welterweight. I think he's the second greatest welterweight ever. And that doesn't, I'm not just saying that not to say he's not GSP. It means I'm saying he's better than Matt Hughes. Like he had a, you know, I, so I think the world of Kamar Usman, he, again, I get why he's the favorite. But there's enough things here that make me think he is not going to win this fight. And I, I don't know, man, when these guys lose their titles, I think, I really think it's good to go get a fight. I don't think it hurts, you know? And sometimes it just is a fluke. Maybe it was a fluke. He was winning four rounds. Maybe it was a fluke. Yeah. But... Hey, man, Peter Yan is about to defend that Bantamweight title against Aljamain Sterling. He was kicking his ass up and down the fucking thing. Oh, then he need him in the head. Illegal. Okay. Oh, now he's lost fucking three in a row, four or five. All of a sudden, man, you make one mistake, things take a turn. So what do you got, buddy? I'm assuming you're sticking with Usman, but I tried. That was a very succinct and very detailed explanation for why Edwards could win. I'm going to look at more concrete stuff, such as the last time they fought, where I'm not going to say it was a lucky kick because these people train for God knows how long. Mm-hmm. And luck can some is sometimes a byproduct from preparation. But 
I mean, Jesus, the guy was losing four and a half rounds before before he got that lightning in a bottle kick. Um, even if Kamaru Usman's hand is hurt, I think, as you said, he is still an excellent wrestler. He doesn't strike me as the type who would let pride get in his way. Mm-hmm. If he has the advantage in this aspect, he would probably press it. So I still think he has the advantage, even if he goes into the fight sort of injured. I'm going with Usman to get back his championship. Yep. We'll see. It's gonna be I think that's gonna be I think it's gonna be a better fight. I think it's gonna be a better fight. I don't know. The first one wasn't particularly thought stunning because it was like he was just getting beat up on his feet. You know, he's not striking him. Um, by the way, people curious, Amanda Nunes, Juliana Pena. This is basically the same betting line we got from that fight in the second fight. Where people are like, yeah, you won the first one, but prove it, basically. So, yep. we'll see. Uh, Justin Gaethje, Rafael Fazave. This fight got announced before any other part of this card. And immediately everybody's like, fuck, yes. This sounds awesome. Not that Justin Gaethje has any fight that doesn't sound like that, but this one in particular sounds great. Um... Justin Gaethje, you guys know, longtime listeners of the podcast know that me saying Justin Gaethje is awesome. It's one of those times I was actually right, which is nice um, because I've been wrong plenty of other times. But that man showed up in the UFC, took it by storm, won an interim championship, got choked out by a Dagestani or two. But, you know, (laughs) here we are. Um, Hung out with some warlords, as Justin will do. But... He's lost two or three. Uh, he's a plus 200, plus 180 underdog in this fight. Rafael Fazave is on a fucking roll, bro. Rafael Fazave, since losing his UFC debut debut to Magomed Mustafa, Mustafaev, don't know what happened to that guy, uh, four years ago, he's won uh, six straight. Six straight, three of those are finishes, three of those are knockouts. Man's 12-1 and one with eight knockout victories. He's a favorite in this fight coming in around minus 225. Um, Mark's got Justin Gaethje. Put a little bit more faith in Gaethje there. Mark, are you joining in with Justin Gaethje? Uh, uh, I I don't know. Give me... You go you go first. I got I gotta think about this one more. Really? I'm a little torn. Yeah, man. You're gonna make me go first for this one too? Okay. I'm not gonna base it off yours, like, you know. I got but... I got Fizave. I just think I just think uh I don't know what I think, because this guy's a knockout artist too. I think this is gonna be fucking banger. Honestly, this could go either this I think the I think it should be a one is one ten each way, because I think the way Justin fights and the way Fizave fights, I think that's what it's gonna mean. I don't think he's going to just take him down. I think we're going to have a fucking fight here, man. I think we're going to have a fight, and it's going to be ugly. And I think I got Fizze, but I would not be in any way surprised if he gets, you know, put out by Justin Gaethje. I think this line is a little bit out of whack. But I got Fizze still. So that's me. I think I think if you were to look in Webster's Dictionary for puncher's chance, there would be a picture of Justin Gaethje. That's there. it? He's like, all he's got is a puncher's chance in this one? I think that Fazave is um, justifiably the favorite. Uh-huh. Um, so I mean that to say that I agree with you where I think while Fazave is the favorite, I think it should be a little bit of a tighter um, tighter line. Um, I think there's a good chance that Gaethje loses, but I'm banking on him him catching Fazave in this fight. You're taking Gaethje also? Yeah, man, you might put some distance between me and you if, if, if these two, two fights go the way they go, man. I'm I'm, I'm gonna have not, uh, ten months to catch up if it happens, though. Gunnar Nelson, Brian Barberino. This is the fight on the main card. Well, I don't know why it's on the main card. Um, I'll be honest. Um, Gunnar Nelson is coming into this fight. I think he finally came back. Uh, was it a few months he ago? Gone for a while. I Did, think didn't he just come back? Is- he just oh he came back a year ago when he fought Takashi Sato. That was his first fight in three years. Um, Brian Barberino, on the other hand, he's, you just, Brian Barberino will be there every four to five months. You just let him know. Okay. That's, that's it. He'll win some, he'll lose some. He just got neck cranked by Rafael Dos Anjos back in December. Um, betting lines for this one, Brian Barberino is a huge underdog to the point that I don't entirely understand. 
Plus, plus 300 Barbarina, minus 400 Gunner Nelson. I'm taking Gunner Nelson, but I don't think Gunner Nelson should be minus 400 over anybody right now. Fighting fucking once in five years. Um, I'm going with Gunner Nelson as well, but, you know, some some applause to Brian Barbarina before his loss, uh, Dos Anjos. You know, he had to... He had a few fight of the nights, um, you know, stretching back to 2021. So, you know, the man who I think is still most well known for fighting uh, CM Punk. Um, wait, was it CM Punk? No. Oh, no. Or was he? Uh, no, it was. He was the other sensation. Sage. Uh, Sage. Uh, Sage Northcutt. Yeah. Mm. Um, he's made a pretty, pretty nice little career for himself in the UFC. Uh, still doesn't mean I'm picking him. Next one we're picking Jennifer Maya versus Casey. Oh, um, forgot to mention Mark is picking Brian though. Man, I'm gonna have to give Mark a chance to look at his picks again because Mark was all fucked up this morning being sick. I'm gonna have to be like, man, you sure about all these? <laughs> like, are you positive about all these? Because that's the one where I'm just like, he took a giant underdog here. Um, Jennifer Maya, Casey O'Neill. Uh, this is man. This, We've been talking about how flyweight's getting interesting already, but now we got a new champion. It's even more interesting. Jennifer Maya bounced back from two fucking tough losses. Caitlin Chukasian and Man- Manon Firo are, you know, that's two of the top, like, five fighters right there. To beat Marina Moreau's another tough fighter. They don't. She doesn't get easy fights, man. There's no easy fights on Jennifer Maya's record. She just lives in a world where she's top 10 and she's fighting top 10 fighters. Casey O'Neill, King Casey, uh, 9-0. and Her last win is split over Roxanne Modafferi, which I thought was Roxy's last fight. I might be wrong. Um, I'm not wrong. That was her retirement bout. Uh, it was Roxanne's last fight there. King Casey training out of uh, Extreme Couture in Vegas. Um, born in Scotland, is Australian and British. Goddamn, that accent's all over the place. Um, betting lines for this one. This is justifiably very close. Casey O'Neill minus one eighty five plus one fifty for Jennifer Maya. Mark Scott, I'm a guess Maya. Your guess would be wrong. He has Casey O'Neill. Okay, uh, Mike, who do you got? So I am not gonna lie to the good pe- to the good listeners of it's I'm amazing. I don't think I've ever watched either of these two ladies fight. Um, so with that said, I am just going to default to who's the favorite on this one. That was a good decision. I got King Casey. King Casey's that other one, man. She's that other one coming in this weight class. Like, I thought Casey O'Neal was some... I had the image of another girl in my head with Casey O'Neill. Then when I looked her up on MMA junk, I'm like, nope, have no idea who this lady is. No, and she... Jennifer Maya, I can't remember any of her fights. 25 years old, 9-0. and oh. This is, uh, she's one of them. She's one of the com- ones on the come up. It's her and Blanche Field. She's another one there. But she's, this is a tough fight, man. Like, this is a seriously tough fight. I think Maya's hanging out around 13, ranking-wise. Let me see. I thought she was around 13. Um... She's 12. And Maya's hanging out about eight. She's at eight, not about. She's at eight. This is a big one for her. If if O'Neal wins this one, one more after this, if not two more, and she's right in there with the rest of them. Fucking Alexa Grasso, man, if she can hold on to this title, they're all, the the fucking sharks are coming. You know, Manon Firo, Talia Santos, Aaron Blanchfield. I'm sure there's a couple other people who want another crack out of it if Valentina's not champion, so. Anyway, um, Marvin Vittori, Roman Delice. Um I, of all the betting lines on this card, this one, I'm a little confused by, quite frankly. What, what are we looking at? Marvin is a, is a, I think he's too big of a favorite, personally. Minus 300, Mine, really? Yeah, okay. Maybe you and me have a delusional opinion of how good Roman Delice is. But Roman Delice is pretty fucking good. Like, he's 12 and 1. I'm not saying he should be the favorite, but he like he's a grab he's a, he like he like won like an ADCC trials thing. He can go. Um three straight performance of the night bonuses, straight three straight knockout victories, four straight wins overall. He just beat Jack Hermanson's ass. Like beat his ass. Beat Jack Hermanson's ass. 
Uh, Marvin Vittori coming off yet another loss. I'm saying yet another. He's lost two of three. One of those is a title fight. In the middle, he beat Paulo Costa uh, when Paulo Costa missed weight, I think, maybe, by a bunch. I don't think it was. The one fight where Paulo Costa looked like he didn't give two fucks about what was going on. It was that fight. Um, Mark's got who? Marvin. Mark has uh, Marvin. Yeah, I got Marvin, I got Marvin Vittori also. It's not that I don't think he's a good fighter. I just don't understand this betting line. I think he's going to outwork him and win. I think ultimately he outworks him and gets the win here. But this motherfucker stuffs a few takedowns, Mike, which I think we need to point out that like we like we got this impression of Marvin Vittori like he's fucking Kale Sanderson out there. He's like, he's a good wrestler, but like, he couldn't fucking get Robert Whitaker down. I mean, Robert Whitaker is... He's not exactly a slouch when it comes to his takedown defense. I'm just either. saying, like, man, these are like, there's levels to this thing, and we're treating this guy like he's, you know, could take anybody he wants down. Well, yeah. I think part of it is there are levels to this, and we still haven't seen Roman Deletes get fight at any of those levels yet. For better or for worse, we've seen Marvin Tori. Um, are you, you you're know, taking Marvin get, also? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Real talk though, are you are you at all minus, surprised? Minus four hundred just sounds a yeah. little a little little too much. Real talk, are you at all surprised though if Marvin loses this fight? No. Even though he's minus four, exactly. He's if it's minus four hundred and you're not surprised he loses, you're just sitting there. I'm sitting there like, like you know what I mean? Like this, this is definitely one of those fights where maybe putting maybe half a unit on the lead say might not be the worst thing guess yeah inside the fucking distance also that's what it would be what do you honest question do you think leon edwards has a better chance or do you think roman delice has a better chance because i picked leon obviously i think leon has a better chance but what do you because i'm thinking like that like this is not that big of a difference to you i would think i think roman has a better chance yeah so like you're thinking he should be less than plus 200 then it should be closer to like yeah one eight he should be in like the gaichi territory that's I don't know, man. Maybe we're both. I was telling uh, Junior this at work. I'm like, maybe I'm just a Roman Delice Mark, and I like the way he fights, and it's a f- action style, and he beats fighters. But like, ah, uh, okay. Like, I thought he. I think he's better than this. So, this is actually a pretty good card, man. We got some stuff on the other card that's interesting. Jack Shore is gonna beat up Makwan Amirkani if he makes it past the first minute. Everybody seems to have figured that out about Amirkani that he's gonna get tired. Um, I take it back. This isn't that good. Um. <laughs> I take it back. Um, Joanne Wood, Luana Carolina. I think everybody who listens to this podcast a long time knows how much we love JoJo. Uh, JoJo's talking about retiring. Someone's talking about retiring. It's, they're, not, they're not winning any more fights, probably. <laughs> or at the very least, yeah, you don't you don't bet on them at yeah. that point. Just want to point out that Luana Carolina, despite getting spinning back fist by um, Meatball Molly, is very much a live dog to me at plus 150. All right? A real live plus 150. <laughs> okay? You know, just saying. Remember when JoJo was on Tough and, like, they were picking the fights they were going to have to do and she, like, got mashed up with someone? She's like, oh, oh, no. Before uh, before they picked uh, our opponents, uh, she I, I saw she was eating and she asked if I was hungry and she, and she gave me some carrots. And now we have to fight. Uh, well, I imagine she wishes she didn't give me the carrots. <laughs> she was such a sweetheart. She uh, she captured our hearts in that tough season. It'll be a sad day when she finally does retire. I mean, she's she's older than I thought she is, too, in this game. I mean, 37, 37's, I mean, not saying old as a human being, because fuck, I'm 37. But, like, 37, though, for, like, a fighter, you know. But she's lost four or five. She may not. Then again, her last fight was against the goddamn champion. Like mm-hmm. and the fight we this is her last two her last three fights are Lauren Murphy, Talia Santos, Alexa Grasso. That is a rough fucking draw. And like Jesus. and like it was getting worse. It went from Lauren Murphy to Talia Santos to Alexa Grasso. Like it got like she's lost four or five, and the only win in there is Jessica I, which isn't a walk in the park. Like can we get her a goddamn no Wikipedia page person to fight? Jesus. Um, you think the UFC is like, all right, we're going to the UK. Who do we got? Well, JoJo's from Scotland. Fuck it. Close enough. Send her. Huh? <laughs> I mean, it is part of the UK. <clears throat> I know, but it's not part of London. I mean, she's not English. For now, it is. She, mm-hmm. she is British. 
I don't think Scotland's part of. I think Britain isn't the same as being in the UK. There's, isn't there? Is that is Britain? Scotland part? is a part of the United Kingdom. I know, but United Kingdom doesn't mean British necessarily. I thought like there's or no, yeah, that's exactly what it means. I thought the United like Kingdom versus... of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm. The, but there's I'm four this countries up. in the United Kingdom. Wales. Okay. There's Great England, Britain, Scotland. There's Wales, England, Scotland, and Northern Ireland make up the United Kingdom. Okay. I was mostly arguing the Great Britain thing, but it turns out Scotland's part of Great Britain, so I got to back it up. I was wrong about that. That's what I meant. It's not the same thing. <laughs> it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing because um, United Kingdom doesn't include the Republic of Ireland. Hence why I said Northern Ireland. Okay. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. All right. You're just like fucking, you were just there and you're like, I'm a fucking coming off like the goddamn mayor's wife. All right. I mean, I'm also correct. There's also that. Okay. Yeah, fine. Um, yeah. Um, the UFC, the week after this, thank God it's in front of people and they moved it. It doesn't mean in front of people. It's Corey Sandhagen and Marlon Vera. That's next weekend. If it was going to be in front, on, on, in front of an Apex crowd, Mike, you would hear me bitching right now about why this isn't on the pay-per-view. Loudly. I'd be like, why are we wasting our time? Um, that's actually a pretty looking at next week's card. It's actually like for a oh, they're in front of people. That's why Vera and Sandhagen, Holly Holm, Yana Kunitskaya, Bruce Leroy versus Nate Landwehr, KGB uh, Lee Bruce versus Leroy. KGB Lee versus uh, Macy Barber. Got Chidi Andrew Kawani on there too. It's not a bad card at all, quite frankly. And uh, Bruce Leroy, man, it's one. Six of seven fights. Late career renaissance. Um, you get my man a title shot while he's still winning fights. <laughs> Just give it to him now. What I mean, I couldn't tell you what weight class it is. Is it one thirty-five? Is it uh, one twenty? Is it one forty-five? What are we doing? Um. All right. I don't think I don't think we're gonna hit our, our bet. By the way, man, with his two assists, huh? Did it, did it work out? Well. At the very least, all right, I need Phoenix to start scoring more points because Golden State is up 22. And in the first Steph quarter. Still needs 18 points. Holy shit, that was in the first quarter. <laughs> Watch us God blow damn. this. Don't worry. At the end of the, at the, end of the half, it's going to be fucking like 62 to like, like 61. All right, don't worry. Um, st- You know what? Steph's got 12 in the first quarter. Clay's got 18. Clay's got four fucking threes. <laughs> Clay is Very busting nice. Devin Booker's ass up and down the court, basically. Um, all right. Um, let's do stuff we like and um, get out of here. Um, I already I, I had something and I already and it just flew out of my head. So you go first. <laughs> yeah, sure. No problem. Uh, I watched the seminal, uh, cla- the instant classic, bro. The. The Elizabeth Banks headed movie, Cocaine Cow, uh, not Cocaine Cowboys, Cocaine Bear, this past uh, Saturday. And let me tell you, you're getting exactly what you're getting when you go in to watch a movie that's called Cocaine Bear. It was, it was a fun ride. My only complaint about it, I needed more Cocaine Bear. Uh, it started off very strong with paper, the cocaine bear killing some killing some lady right at the beginning of the movie. Then there was a bit of a lull, you know, for maybe about 20, 25 minutes where, okay, yeah, I understand you want to make this into an actual movie. You want to give people like plot points and all of that. But I need more bear off that yayo. But when we got that bear off that yayo after those 25 minutes, it was full speed ahead from there. Right, it was great movie, fun time. If if you just want to go and mindlessly just watch a movie and laugh, Cocaine Bear is the one for you. I forgot what I watched. I'm not even kidding. I'm sitting here. I forgot what I watched, but I'm gonna talk right, for a was minute. Was it a movie? I think so. I'm, I, I I don't even remember it a bit. Mike, what I'm going to do is I'm gonna kill time for a moment because Aaron Rodgers just tweeted, and I and he doesn't do that often. And I'm not trying to tease you. I legitimately don't know what he's talking about. I don't know. Well, one thing as I am looking up, uh, one thing we could say is that next week we'll probably will be talking about Last of Us as we've been teasing for about the last 
nine to ten weeks. Oh, I'm going to miss the last of us conversation? That sucks. Oh, we're going to have to wait two weeks then. Because I feel like we should all talk about it since we, I think we were all. That was the finale last night? Yeah, that was the finale. I'm watching that. I always watch it like either mostly Monday nights or Tuesday nights. So. What the fuck is he tweeting? What the hell is soul? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it was some sort of code. I'm not some sort of. Some sort of code that Jets fans, I don't know. Everybody seems pretty confused. Pat McAfee said, hell yeah. Which might be Pat just being like, okay. <laughs> That's. Well, do you remember what your thing is? No, I don't. So there we are. Um, I watched episode one of uh, Jack Ryan season three. Have you watched season three? The Russia one. Season three was the Russia one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is it I good? Yeah, I watched the first episode of that. I finally got because I, I finished the boys, and uh, I just needed a new show. And I'm gonna watch Last of Us. Is is your girlfriend playing Last of Us one, or is she on part no, two? No, she's on Last of Us two now. Ah, okay. I learned, by the way, after the last episode, um, which was a bit rough, um, with you know, the the people eating. I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, I was like, I should play this game. And then I looked at my PlayStation library. I'm like, I have this game. This was a PlayStation Plus thing. Because I got like the remastered Last of Us, whatever, the first one, I guess, uh, on PlayStation. So I should probably check that out. All right. This podcast is already an hour. I can't think of what the fuck I was doing. It's what happens when Mark's not here. We talk about random fucking, you know, Persian New Year and Mike yelling at Dominicans at the beginning of the show, you know. Here we are. Um, we'll be back next week. Well, I won't be, but the boys will be back next week um, where we're going to see if we have a new welterweight champion. Two of us say we will, including the uh, odds makers make it three. I don't think so. We're going to see if Rafael Fazave is fucking Mike. Mike, if he wins that fight, we're ready for primetime, man, because I think Gaethje is three, four. There's all these guys at the top of the lightweight rankings that don't fight each other, that only fight each other, and no one loses their spot. He's three. He's three. Fazave is six. I mean, whew, things get interesting if he wins that fight. Indeed. Things get real interesting. We're going to talk about that. We're going to see if we got another contender at fly- women's flyweight if Casey O'Neill wins. We're going to see if Gunnar Nelson is still good. We're going to see if Mike and I talked way too much about Roman Delice or if shit, man, maybe we, we all should have picked him. Um, until then, I was Dr. Law. That was Lavender Gooms. Wanna thank you all again for watching and peace out or watching. Fuck me. Listening. Peace out. <laughs> peace. You know, Mark. How great. That's six thirty. Sunlight. It's nice. What? Yeah, six thirty, six thirty PM. Sunlight. Where's great time? Love daylight savings. Six thirty. Oh, you're talking yeah, about bro. Fair enough. Um Yeah. I still remember what I fucking watched. This is not a good sign. Maybe I watched nothing. Maybe that's possible. Maybe I watched nothing. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.